and nothing is more important. I could have guessed the number one issue without anybody telling me is the public safety in this community. And the question is, how do we get police response time down? You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and that was Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan talking about how much improving public safety means to people in the city. As part of WDET's new series, Detroit Bankruptcy, one year later, Sandra Soboda spoke with Bridge Magazine's Mike Wilkinson. Bridge is one of WDET's partners in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative, and it's taking a look at the city as we approach the one-year anniversary of the emergence from Chapter 9 restructuring. Mike has a story out today at bridgemh.com looking at what city officials have been telling us about police response times. Here's his conversation with Sandra. So Mike, in Bridge Magazine this week at bridgemi.com, you have a piece that digs into the issue, and there is an issue with police response times that have been reported. This is also part of our Detroit Bankruptcy One Year Later series. How do these two things fit together? Just prior to the bankruptcy being filed and and in the filings themselves, there was a revelation of sorts when the city, through Kevin Orr, the emergency manager, said that the response times were so bad in in the city, it took nearly an hour for the police to get to the most urgent crimes. And for a lot of people, that made a lot of sense because everyone had been complaining or many people had been complaining about how bad those response times were. But when I looked into it, it it appears that the number that he used, 58 minutes, um, was not supported by the documents that the department itself had, and that now we're talking about um, response times as low as 16 minutes, which is fantastic. The problem is that you can't compare the two because things have happened between the time of the filing itself and and, and today, now that we're nearly a year after bankruptcy, uh, exiting bankruptcy. So let me go back. The 58 minutes was a number that was cited by Kevin Orr repeatedly throughout the bankruptcy process as evidence of how bad police services were. It was also something that Governor Snyder wrote about when he supported the original bankruptcy filing in July of 2013. How else has that number evolved? How have we measured police response time? Well, I looked at the the internal memos that the department used um, to chronicle uh, response times. And I wanted to see, for one, you know, was it ever 58? How long was it at 58? And their own documents themselves, and they're, they're, they're competing documents, but the number never got to 58. It got to 50 for about three weeks in the, in the time before bankruptcy was filed or before the city filed for bankruptcy, but it never got to 58. In fact, in the months preceding bankruptcy in 2013, um, the average was closer to 41 minutes, not 58. But what has happened since then, Mayor Mike Duggan never uses 58 from what I can tell. He talks about when Chief Craig came onto the department that it was at 37 minutes and now it is at 16. And even if that number is used, 37, and it was close to when, when, when Craig was hired in May of 2013, it was about 40 minutes. Um, by the time he took office at the end of July, it was uh, near 50. But then shortly thereafter, within two months, it was all the, all the way down into the 20s. So we've got these numbers bouncing around. I'm hearing 16, 58, 37. The reality is that anything over a few minutes is is a difficult situation for citizens to be in. Absolutely. The people on the, you know, within the city who, who call want to know that an officer is going to get there. Um, Bill Nowling, who is the former spokesman for Kevin Orr, told me last week there was no attempt to use hyperbole when they came up with the 58 minutes. So where did that 58 minutes come from? Well, this week I talked to Kevin Orr, who was the person who filed the bankruptcy, and he was just telling me that when he first proposed a letter to creditors kind of outlining what the state of the city was, 
he went into the city's computer-aided dispatch system and got the numbers, or his uh, um, company, Conway McKenzie, which was helping with the, the bankruptcy and the city um, management. And that's where it came from. Then, it, And it was a precinct-by-precinct precinct breakdown, and it talked about both priority one calls and other calls, and the numbers were, were horrific. However, if you compare those to the memos that I did obtain from the city, um, there, is a, there is a pretty substantial conflict. There, there is never 58 minutes on in any individual week, and so it would be kind of hard to have an average. It would even get up to 58 minutes. So I think that lends it to some of the confusion and I think raises some of the questions that I've raised in my story. So, Mike, in your reporting at Bridge Magazine, which everyone can find at bridgemi.com, and we're linked from nextchapterdetroit.com, where we have all of our updated bankruptcy one-year-later coverage, I'm interested to know how it went from the 58 down to the lower numbers. Well, that was what was the most interesting in, about my reporting, what I found. It turned out that right on July 31st of 2013, this is just days after the bankruptcy, just days after you know the world is told about this 58 minutes this, you know, that's a horrific amount of time. The, the city police department changed how many calls they considered a top priority call. It removed hold-up alarms. It removed ATM alarms. It removed homicide report. There were other types of homicide that remained priority one, but homicide report went to priority two. And what happened in the next weeks was the number of calls each week that was considered a top priority call fell by over 1,000, when that's over 140 a day. So what you have real quickly is you have this plummeting in the number of calls that were considered top priorities. I mean, those calls were still coming in, but they were lowered in priority. And what happened was an almost immediate drop in the response times. You went from 50 into the 40s, into the 30s, and by September and October, you were into the 20s. Did the department add a bunch of cars? Did the department add a bunch of officers? No. What they had done was they had changed the, the classification of calls and removed 1,000 every week. And that had an, an immediate impact on, on response times, which lowered you know, precipitously. So they essentially changed what kind of calls they were measuring response time for. Correct. And Chief Craig, you know, he had mentioned beforehand that he thought the department had too many calls that were considered priority one. But when I asked him specifically about some of the changes, you know, homicide report, hold-up alarm, he was surprised at that. He, he said he did not know those specifically had been changed. And in fact, by December of 2013, a number of the calls had been returned to priority one. Uh, the number of calls went up, obviously, at that time because more were being considered the top priority. Uh, but response times did not go up as much. So they, you know, even though the calls returned to the higher levels, although not to the highest as they were just before bankruptcy, but response time times did remain lower. And they have continued to decline since then. Of course, crime rates go into the response times. I mean, if you do have fewer crimes, which we're seeing the rate falling, according to the reports that are coming in from Detroit Police Department, we're seeing fewer crimes occurring in the city. But there's also things that the police department has done to respond to crimes that also affect that rate. Here's what Mayor Mike Duggan had to say about some of those changes uh, in an appearance he made last week. But I found out we had 300 cops who were doing civilian works. We have cops filling out payroll. We have cops dispatching police calls and phone calls. We have cops working on computers. We have cops working on fleet maintenance. These could all be done by civilians. So, Mike, that was the mayor explaining the situation, uh, having sworn police officers doing work that could have been done by civilians. How much of a difference do you think that has made for response times? 
as the department makes those transitions, and, and, and there's a lot of money in the bankruptcy um, reinvestment plan to hire additional civilians, it, it's going to be a slow go. They're, they're not you know, just taking all 300 of those people immediately and putting them out on the street. It's been a slow transition. But there have been positive steps that Chief Craig talked about. They are moving some of them, and they're trying to hire more officers. The, the department also is facing you know, an average of 15 officers a month who are either retiring or resigning to take other jobs. And so, you know, as they move officers from dispatch, from payroll, fleet maintenance onto the, onto the street, they're doing so at the same time. A number of officers are also leaving. So it's really hard to measure. Uh, are we seeing on the street, you know, the, the, the numbers of uh, officers increase? And even as uh, the, they're having two police academy classes, which they'll, uh, they figure they'll end up with between 20 and 25 officers out of those, it's still six months for that academy class. Let's, here's what Chief Craig said to you about that situation. They're in academy six months, so you don't realize We're the staffing increase from a class for sure for six months. And then once they graduate, you still have a, um, a police officer who's on probation. They can't work alone, uh, so, but at least they're in the field and they go towards your, your staffing. So Mike Wilkinson from Bridge Magazine, that's a cut from Chief Craig from your interview with him related to this piece. What else did he tell you about attrition and staffing within the Detroit Police Department? Well, I mean, it was it was occurring before bankruptcy and post-bankruptcy. And one of the things that, you know, when you put in the perspective of the six months in the academy, you, so you're going to add 40, 45 officers at the end of that time. You're going to also lose if you, on average, 90 so I mean they're at a deficit right there. So I mean it's 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 a tough go for the department. They have to find resources where they can, and they have to make policy changes where they can to to improve services in a very difficult environment in the city. I'm Sandra Swoboda. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I am talking with Mike Wilkinson, who is a writer at Bridge Magazine. Bridge is our partner, of course, in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative. And all of the partners, all five of us within that group, are part of Detroit Bankruptcy One Year Later. You can find all of the collective work at nextchapterdetroit.com. Mike's article from Bridge is there. And we're talking about police response time within the city. Specifically, Mike looked at it and found that the 58 minutes that was cited at the beginning of the bankruptcy process wasn't necessarily what the number was for the Detroit Police Department's response time. To be fair, we've had elected officials uh, bringing that number down since that time to say we're at about 16 minutes for an average response time call. Mike, what? how else have we seen the bankruptcy affecting the Detroit Police Department? Well, the department got some money through the reinvestment plan to buy a, a number of uh, police vehicles. The, the fleet, as the chief told us, was in a deplorable state. Uh, you know, private businesses came in and, and bought 100 vehicles a little over a year ago, and they're, they're, they've already bought 200 with the bankruptcy reinvestment, and they anticipate um, purchasing another 100 in this current budget year. And that will help, you know, the department shore up its fleet. Obviously, if a car is sitting in the, in the shop getting fixed, uh, it can't be driving out to a crime scene. So when you get more reliable cars, you, you know, your officers know that they're going to be able to get to the, the places they need to go. So that's been a positive development. And I think, you know, as the city continues to reinvest and, and transitioning sworn officers from those places where, you know, a civilian can do, do the same job will also reap benefits for the department. So, Mike, I guess I'm still left wondering if the 58-minute average response time that was cited at the beginning of the bankruptcy case is not necessarily accurate. How should we be looking at response times that are reported out of the police department? 
Public safety is the number one issue for the citizens of Detroit. It comes out in, in survey after survey. Every every public official knows that. The mayor knows that. The police chief does. And one of the best metrics for gauging whether they're they're doing their job is response times. And the mayor would rightly be inclined to pr- promote a number of 16 minutes if it could be compared to 37. I just think we have to be cautious when we hear that number. we got to find a way to find out is that comparable to 37? Is it comparable to 20? Which direction is the progress? Because right now it is unclear. It sounds like it's a success story. It sounds like it's one of the best success stories out of the bankruptcy um, case that we were at 37 minutes and now we're at 16. But that might not be the case. It might be 16 is comparable to 18. That's a different story than coming down from 37 or, as Orr once said, 58. And I think the, the public wants to, wants to know which, which way it's going and they're going to have a keen eye on this. The public should obviously be interested in in response times because public safety is a big issue in Detroit. We are, you know, despite the declines in violent crime and murder apparently is down just a little bit, um, down a little bit more from two years ago, crime is still a problem in this city. And response time is one of the best metrics to know if the police department is being able to address those issues. But we got to know best whether we should be able to compare that 16 to 37 or is it to 20? Because that kind of gives you a better perspective on just what kind of gains we've seen coming out of bankruptcy. That's Bridge Magazine's Mike Wilkinson talking with WDET Sandra Swoboda. Mike's work and the stories from all of WDET's partners in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative can be found at nextchapterdetroit.com. Bridge uh, Bridge Magazine can be found at bridgemi.com. Coming up, we're going to talk about the neighborhood where I was born, its past, and maybe its hopeful future. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.